Good evening. I'm Dr. George Andow, and we are together tonight for a journey through into awareness. So I'm delighted to be here with you tonight and every Monday night. For those of you that are listening on a regular basis, I really appreciate this. There's a part of the song, not of the uh, guitar instrumental, but a part of um, the song that they play in the very beginning where the um, vocalist says, I want to, something like, I'm not good for paraphrasing those of you that have been listening in. I want to stop the people in the street and say, have you heard this? Have you heard this? That's how I feel about the material that we cover here. Because it's incredibly powerful. It's loaded with truth. And we all are immersed in it. The only difference is those of us that have an awareness of it and to what degree. So again, thank you for giving me the honor and privilege to be of service to you and with you. So tonight we're going to continue from another angle and a different direction about what we're brought up around, how what we have inside of us lingers, represents itself in everything that we do. Our intrauterine to age seven is always with us. And the more aware of it we become, the more aware of the particulars about it that we become, we're able to recognize more and more how it reveals itself in our contemporary lives as adults, because it does in fact run our life. And the more in charge of it we can be through awareness, the better and the more we're going to be living our own life. So. Tonight, we're going to look at what I call original sin, which is missing the mark. Missing the mark from our ancestors all the way down the line to us and how God looks at us and gives us the opportunity to do it differently. And we can only do that when we become aware of what we're doing. So I can only become authentic when I can look at and face without judgment, my own inauthenticity. And boy, I had a decent load of that. So I'm privileged to have with us tonight, my guest, Gretchen Steubenhaus, who is very, very, very special to my heart. Um, hi, Gretchen. Thank you so much for being here with us tonight. You there we go. I unmuted myself. Can you hear me? Yes, perfectly. Thank you. Hi so, there. Hi. Thank you so, for having uh, me. Yeah. So um, I appreciate um, you taking the time out of your busy life to join us and to talk a little bit about your experience um, working through your own challenges, traumas, um, early passed on um, perceptions, distortions from your childhood into your contemporary life. Um, so jump in wherever you'd like to begin. Um, well, 
just to come to the journey. Just for the listener, I thought maybe, you know, I would give a little background on the original sin of my upbringing. Great. Does that sound good? Thank you. Perfect. So, um, you know, and as you've always taught me, and what's really important for people to know and hear is that I'm going to say some things that can easily be perceived as a judgment. And I don't mean them as judgments. They are just my experience of what happened um, in my upbringing, in my relationships with my parents. Great. And, and by the way, uh, everyone listening, there's never meant to be any judgment in the analytical process, in the process of spiritual direction. We look at what went on so that we can see the effect it had on us as children. Everyone does the best they can. Parents do the best they can. Yes. No one is judging anyone here, critiquing anyone. It's not like that. That's not right. our purpose here. And that's never what we're doing. So thank yes. you, Gretchen, for saying that. Yeah. Thank you for making it clear. Yeah. So I just wanted to uh, preface this. Mm-hmm. So my father was a musician and he traveled. And when he was home, uh, even working from home, it, it was very late hours. And, you know, when you get not much time with a parent, and of course, every parent is unbelievably important to a child because we came from them. We live for them. All we want is their love. We want to show them what we did. We want to feel their love. We want to show them our love. There's like this magnetic connection. And what would happen was I would run to him so excited and he was very irritated. He lived with a lot of irritation and, um, he strove for perfection in everything. So he liked things organized, you know, two little kids making a mess in a playroom didn't work for him. So what ended up happening was we developed this relationship where I didn't really want to be around him, uh, which was really difficult um, for me. And I, um, I missed that. I missed feeling connected to that parent. Um, So, you know, that's a good example of when you were saying missing the mark, we were really missing the mark there in, because it's not about the time. It's not about the amount of time necessarily you have together. It's about the the quality. That's right. So, and from what, I'm sorry to interrupt you. And mm -hmm. from what I know you've shared with me, of your father's experience as a child, it sounds like the missing the mark you're talking about was definitely uh, being passed on. Right. Right. And we all do this, by the way. We all do this. Um, There's no book on parenting. We all make mistakes with our children. And um, we all miss the mark. Yeah. The most important thing about missing the mark is that we learn through our mistakes, you see. We learn through missing the mark. But we have to see and face that we're missing the mark. And yeah. if we're not seeing, facing, and owning that we're missing the mark, then we're defending against that we're missing the mark. And we're pointing it outward 
that everybody else is missing the mark, not me. Right. Which I'll get into a little bit of, of, yeah, of exactly, you yeah. know, um, some examples of that. Please, it's so thank you. I'm just going to open the window. It's very warm in here. Go ahead. So, so that was my experience with my father. And then um, with my mother, um, she had a very big artistic personality and she was very loving, had a lot of love to give, but I became hers. And what I mean by that is, you know, if she wanted me to stand over here, she would gra- grab me and say, stand over here. If she wanted me to wear this, she'd say, you have to put this on. Um And I was very shy. And so, um, you know, an example of me being hers was kind of this controlled behavior where I felt constantly controlled. Really, that's the best way to put it, because I wouldn't want to do something or I wouldn't want to go to a party or even just very young. I didn't want to go stand over in that corner for the picture. I just, I didn't want to. And um, I would be pushed into it. And it came from shyness. It came from shyness. And so that was a really uh, interesting um, development to uncover in analysis because it really helped me to understand more of why I have a lot of feelings about um, not trusting myself and what naturally comes to me. Yeah. And you're pointing out something very important mm-hmm. in, in good parenting, where, in, and you're an excellent uh, parent. In good parenting, if a child doesn't want to go and stand in, the pic- stand in the corner for the picture, of course the parent wants a good picture. We understand yes. that. But the child can be spoken to in a way Hi, honey. Come on. Let me bring you over here. We're going to take a picture. Mommy's right with you. Right. It's great. We're going to do this together. And but what I'm what I know from working with you is that you were kind of just shoved and dragged over there. I was also that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that is what I'm talking about. Thank you for, you know, specifying. It was also kind of this. um, And again, there's no judgment here. There was this. What's wrong with you? Go on. Right. right. So that the insensitivity to who you were. So I grew up and I still struggle with this thinking something's wrong with me. Something's wrong with me. That makes me um, feel the things I do. Um, as you know, I'm a very depthful feeler. And it was like, oh, well, it must be something wrong with me. So that was a little bit of the background of of my life growing up and my mother was also bipolar, which is a big piece of everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, I started struggling with understanding my own feelings very young because my main parent in the household was two different people and you never knew how to predict who was going to come forward. And it wasn't in regard to your mother, the two different sides of your mother. Yes. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. I know that that is something that people feel with alcoholics in the house or, um, 
you know, people who are very reactive to stress at the workplace. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this with growing up with something like this in the household. So um, fast forward, I am 16 and I can feel my first bout of what feels like depression. And I'm just really struggling with feeling my feelings. And I had started seeing a therapist when I was probably around 13, 14. My parents had gotten divorced and I really liked it. And so around 16, I, I loved having somebody that I trusted, that I could sit with, that listened to me. I didn't feel heard in my household. So that was big for me. And, um, and you were made to feel responsible for everyone in your household also, Gretchen. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you really had, as the oldest girl, you really had no one to talk to and, and turn to. Yeah, um, they're very... telling me that we're going to take a little bit of a break shortly. Okay. Um, so uh, we have about one minute. So I just want to mention, because I want to continue on this when we come back, um, that, you know, one of the things that I <coughs> love about um, my show is that the people that are coming on my show are here because they want to make a difference by speaking to the listeners, by telling their story and making a difference, by speaking to the listeners, and maybe there's one person out there that can somehow relate. This isn't about someone looking to sell a book. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, I'm bringing on a lovely woman who has written a book. Um, but this is really about just everyday people uh, wanting to share and make a difference. So I want to thank you for coming on and doing that. And we're going to continue um, where we're leaving off here. Gretchen, I look forward to My it. Pleasure. So My we'll pleasure. be back in a moment to a journey through with Gretchen Steubenhaus and Dr. George Andale. Thank you for joining us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 
Welcome back to it. I forgot to unmute. Welcome back to a journey through with Dr. George Andell and Gretchen Steubenhaus. So um, it is such an important topic that everything we're brought up with, we carry with us the rest of our life. What we saw, what we heard, our perceptions, our distortions, how we were made to feel about ourselves, about others, about relationships, about marriage, all of it. The opportunity here, which is why I've given my life to this work in analysis and spiritual direction, and Jesus spoke about this 2,000 years ago through parables. And one of the things I want to do at some point is I want to do um, a series on Sermon on the Mount. So, you know, if any of you want to uh, send me an email about what you would be interested in hearing at uh, uh, drgdau.com, drgdau.com. I'd be able to tailor the program for you uh, as a listener very much since I can't take calls. Um, so as you were saying before we took a break, um, Gretchen, please, I'm interested in hearing what you had to say. So I left off saying that <coughs> I had started therapy younger and I enjoyed it. And um, I felt heard. And I felt that it was a place to process my feelings. But I also started developing these habits from therapy, which I have found to be common habits <laughs> that good friends I know, excuse my coughing, I have asthma, um, have experienced as well with therapy, which is that there is a lot of blame that gets put on the accused. So if I say, you know, well, so-and-so really hurt my feelings and they did this and that it's, oh, they sound like terrible people. Right, and it's not the point at all. This can be very alleviating in the moment because it's, you feel vindicated. Yes, they're terrible people. And, you know, and there's kind of this thrill that you walk out of there with of, Somebody heard me and they understand me and all of this. But that wears off very quickly. And you run into the same things in your life over and over again, which I know you always talk about. And I experienced it and I see it. And so anyway, I I was 16 and... We um, all, excuse me for interrupting. Yep. We all will repeat because it's familiar. We will repeat, repeat scenarios. We will repeat types of relationships because it's familiar, even if it's not working. Until in analysis and prayer, we're able to take a deeper look and see that we are in fact doing that. And then when you come to treatment and in prayer, we're able to look at what the context is. What was it that was passed down to you? 
what was it that you saw growing up that you are not take that you are now taking in its own shape and coming from in your contemporary life creating habitual attitudes affects patterns of behavior that really aren't working but it's familiar and we need to get in there and sort of break up the hardened soil if you if if you will so thank you go ahead Rick. yeah um so so around 16 i ended up um stopping therapy for a little bit because i felt like i felt this this stagnant sense of okay so i go and i talk about everything and that's very alleviating and i i feel better but everything seems to be the same. Everything seems to be the same. I'm still surrounded by the same kinds of people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, with the same feelings. And um, I saw a different side of my personality come out, someone who was more outgoing and um, more outspoken and in some ways not so nice. I did some things to defend against my sensitivities that um that i'm not necessarily proud of you know nothing extreme but things that i think that wasn't necessary and it was my way of kind of shoving reality in people's faces and it just it really wasn't healthy um yes because when we until we heal these places we we all see things as we are, not as think, not as they are. So not they people, but they situations. So we go through life and we see things from what's inside of us, not quote what is actually in reality. Um, and we all do this until we don't, until we're able to see that we're doing it. And that's the way through. But that's why, you know, of any book that's sold, it's all the self-help books. They're terrific. They're they're great. But it's not going to make any in-depth, permanent changes in one's life and perceptions. Because we need to take whatever is there and we need to walk with it through the pain, through the struggle, through the perception, facing everything that's there. Unfortunately, that's the only real way through that I have discovered. Yeah. And we bring, of course, God with us because we're inseparable from God. So, yeah. Gretchen, yeah. So, so Gretchen, go ahead. I was just going to say a little bit, of, a little piece of kind of what I touched on earlier of kind of rejecting myself came forward. And I started imagining these lives for myself that were very different than the life that I was leading. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that would escape, that would escape me from this pain in my chest, this pain in my heart. And so I experimented with different lifestyles and different partnerships. And I finally came across something that felt right. So I went through this whole circle, years, this is, you know, over eight to 10 years of um, rejecting myself, 
coming all the way around. Then I was rejecting things that were good for me. I came all the way back around to finding a mate who I ended up marrying, um, who is still my husband now. I love him very much. And it was an exact repeat of all of the feelings that I grew up with. But instead of coming from my mother or my father, I invited them from him. But so I didn't I'm, want to see this. Right. Go ahead. Yes. What did so you what I'm say? hearing you say is, and this is absolutely so, we bring people into our lives that either treat us the way we were treated or allow us to treat them that way. Either or. We either, we either bring people into our lives, especially an intimate partner, that reveals to us the family that we were brought up around and all of the feelings that we have or we get involved with someone that has us doing that towards him. Yes. And this is very tricky for the listeners, but it's, it's one it's or the like other. It's a phenomenon, but it's a fact. Yeah. So we either bring people into our lives that treat us the way we were treated or bring people into our lives that allow us to treat them that way. And it's usually the best, of course, it's in our most intimate partner. It's either the best, it's the best and the worst of ourselves. And, you know, patients will, you know, will say to me, um, you know, I absolutely never going to marry an alcoholic, never get involved with one. I, my mother was one, my father was one. And then they'll stop treatment and I'll see them 10 years later. And guess what? They married an alcoholic because what's in our unconscious, we live out of until it is not unconscious anymore. It is such an incredible phenomenon. And this is why I am so committed to um, working with people to help them awaken to these truths for their own specific, unique journey. Because everyone has a unique, specific journey. There's no cookie cutter. And um, yeah, there's no cookie cutter. It's gonna be different for everyone. <coughs> and um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Now that you're a parent. Yeah. So you know, I, I watch you and I mean, everything that you were brought up around, all the points you mentioned, how you were parented, how mom and dad were with you. God bless them. We love them. And they did the absolute best they could. Yeah. In the woundedness, that we all have and take on from our upbringing. Now that in many ways, it's been exposed and worked through in your treatment, which is such a privilege to work with you, Gretchen, that breaking that pattern of that passed down original sin, mm -hmm. what would you say uh, your biggest challenges as a parent and your most changed, the biggest change within yourself, giving you now 
the incredible ability to be the wonderful mother that you are because you are. Oh, so I'd say the biggest challenge would probably be um, that in order to feel comfortable in my environment as a child, I decided to, or didn't decide, I was, I kind of developed this ability to control my surroundings. So when you have a child, that's impossible. It's impossible unless you're doing really unhealthy things and, and, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's not a good idea to raise a child if you're going to maintain that. So, um, you like you were brought up around that you were controlled. You felt incredibly controlled. Yes. You weren't allowed to be the sensitive child that you were. Yeah. And you know what I always found interesting? We have children and then we expect them to behave like adults. Yes. We expect them to know. We expect them to show up yes. a certain way. Don't we make expect- a mess. Yeah. It's really quite something. But yeah. anyway, I'm sorry. Why do you have your shoes on backwards? Right. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So my daughter, you know, I was able to maintain a certain amount of control when she was born. We just, we have to hang here. We have to take a break. I'm sorry. I don't do well with understanding when we need to take these breaks. So I'm always cutting into people. I have to look at that. We'll take up. We'll be right back. (laughs) We'll be right back to the journey through. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a curious person, always asking questions? Do you desire to be in the know? Then join me, Antonia, host of So Now You Know, Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Listen in as I attempt to satisfy that curiosity. I will be talking with amazing everyday people. Join the fun. So Now You Know on Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. 
now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to A Journey Through with Dr. George Andow and Gretchen Stupenhouse. So where were we? <laughs> um, we were talking about parenting mm-hmm. and um, the challenges of having a, a child that you can't control. And um, especially when you have what I have inside of me, which is the desire to control everything around me. The desire to control, just for our listeners, mm-hmm. the desire to control. What does it outwardly, look like? Outwardly, generally is when we feel out of control inwardly. So if we feel that we need to keep things straightened or have things a certain way all the time, it's generally that we haven't been, we're not really in touch with what's going on inside of ourselves. And we're having a lot of feelings and anxiety that we feel we can't control. Yes. And there was something very addictive and settling about being able to make sure there was never mail sitting out that wasn't, you know, bills Mm -hmm. that weren't paid. All of that had to be controlled. And you used it well. See, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's, It's not that there's anything wrong with any of this. It's about, we need to just ask ourselves throughout our life, what's going on? Sure. What's going on? And is it working for me? Is my life working? Is the way I'm showing up working? Is the way I'm reacting in my life to situations working? Are my relationships working? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so there was obviously a lot going on for me, which is why I need uh, I need to feel that structure in my environment. But when you have a child, when I had a child, first I had a challenging pregnancy and then I had a challenging delivery and I had a lot of self-judgment, again, based on, you know, my background, a lot of self-judgment that I had failed um really upset so and this was before covid yes um gretchen's baby her name is sandrine she's going to be two years old uh in two weeks uh or a week two weeks and when gretchen would come to her sessions um i would we would put our hands on gretchen's tummy her belly and we would pray and we did this really for nine months and this child is so peaceful and so loving and oh so happy. It is, she's an angel. She's an angel, truly. She's just a beautiful, beautiful little human being. Um, anyway. She's yeah. delicious. She's so sensitive and, and yep. kind. She's a mini Gretchen. Oh, she just, she warms my heart. So, so. When once I was 
fully introduced to this motherhood. She was here. It was happening. We're doing this. I'm breastfeeding. She lives in my room. We're cohabitating. Here we go. Um, I did not sleep. This is Sandrine. Can we see it? See it? Oh, oh I can't, can't see, see it. it. No, I can't do it. I want it to. Oh, Darn. there. Oh, there. A little bit. A little bit. That's Sandrine. Beautiful. <laughs> anyway. Oh, much again. Sorry. So, um, don't apologize. So, you know, I I didn't have time for anything. Is my point, and that. I had to release that control and it was very frustrating for me at first. And I'm, I'm still working on it um, because, you know, a little secret here, I'm, I'm pregnant again, here I am. And I'm only a couple months along, but I'm struggling again. You know, I've got morning sickness and all those things and the house is a little messy and there's mail that hasn't been opened. And there are, dry good groceries that haven't been put away, or maybe something's in the wrong spot, not where I would put it, or, you know, the bed isn't being made the way I would make it or whatever, just stupid little things that really have no weight on how well my life is going. Do you want to say something? No, heads up. You have someone in the chat. They are saying... Some that someone's in my chat. I don't know what that means. I'm sorry. Oh, but is someone trying to ask you a question? I don't know, but I'd love to take a question if we can. I'm not quite sure. I've never had that come up before. But um, I just want to preface to our listeners that um, all feelings are acceptable. What I'm hearing Gretchen talk about is that the feeling she has of a need to control, um, her feelings of frustration. She's handling all of those feelings now. Yes. She's having them and she's, she's dealing with them instead of dealing with them in the way they, those type of things were dealt with towards her by her parents. Which Before is- Before treatment, how would you have handled it? Yeah, that's a great baby before treatment. How would you have handled it? So it would have been nitpicking on the people that are closest to me, like the people that live in my home, my husband. Um, Nagging. 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 For example, here's a perfect example. You're going to see a little bit of my craziness here. Um, It was a very windy night last night. Did you hear the howling? Yes, I did. So uh, here in New York. So we had to take down the umbrellas that we have in the yard because otherwise they end up crashing into a window. So, um, and we've had it happen a couple of times. So instead of putting them in the, so my husband, you know, he's strong and he can handle this. So he does the manly things in the house and I appreciate that so much. So he went to get them and he placed them under the piano in the in oh. the in the in the um the grand room whatever you would call it wet 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 outdoor umbrellas <laughs> don't we love Egg. that girls you know, there's bugs and spider we webs in them and, to that, right? you know just bring it in the house <laughs> and we normally keep these things in the basement so i wanted to go ah, 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 what are you doing uh ah, just keep walking that way 
But the fact of the matter is he's being so incredibly helpful right now with our almost two-year-old when I can hardly do anything. And oh my goodness, it's that's funny. not going to make my life better to nag on him, make him then miserable, <laughs> resent me, not do the best job that he could with our daughter, maybe get snappy with her because it gets passed down. There's a trickle down yeah, effect of negativity. And it just, yeah. I mean, I could go on and on about that. Both doing a great job. Yep. So, you know, analysis really has been such a gift. And we were talking earlier about it being a generational gift because now I can raise Sandrine with knowing these things about myself, trying my best, which I, I hope I do a pretty good job at. You do. At catching them. You've changed yourself a lot. And when I say that, not that you needed to change because there was anything wrong. I hear you. What we do is we scrape away the false self. The guest last week loves the expression, peeling back the onion. Peeling back that which was put into us that which we saw growing up that wasn't great, the distortions, the perceptions that weren't great, so that we get to the kernel of who we are as the true human being God made us to be, which is a piece of God. We are each a walking piece of the Christ. Which is love. That's right, which is Acceptance, love. Yep. Honesty. Yep. So that I just want to preface it that that's really um, you know, we're not we're not, you know, we're not treating a a, a disease or a disorder or any no, we are scraping away the falsities that we all were brought up with to believe were the way the truth and the life of how to live. And it wasn't, it was just passed down trauma, distortions, original sin, missing the mark, missing the mark of what? Missing the mark of what it means to have a really good life, to live a full whole life filled with love, compassion, empathy, and joy. Yeah. You know, I just want to touch on something while we're here. Yes. It almost left me. Where where, where'd it go? About what did you just say? You were just talking about how we give. I don't know. I lost it. Um, We all are a piece of the Christ. We're all a piece. And you said, which is love, empathy. Yes. Ah, I remember. You and I have talked about this, and it's something I always go back to in my head, that we're a vacuum. And I think to myself, I imagine a vacuum. And I always like to explain this to someone who doesn't fully understand analysis. What is it, you know? So analysis is, to me, the understanding. They're telling me that we need to take a break. Oh. (laughs) Hold this. This is important. Very important. Wait, I'm telling you, I'm not... I'm going to own it. I'm not doing a good job with with this tonight. (laughs) We're going to take a break. We'll be right back to a journey through with Gretchen Steubenhaus. 
Thank you. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to A Journey Through. I'm Dr. George Andow, and we're here with Gretchen Steubenhaus. So you were talking about something very important. Go ahead. So I was talking about the vacuum, that we're mm-hmm. all a vacuum. And this is something, you know, this, this isn't my, my creation. This is something you, you shared with me. And it really clicked for me. And I thought it was a good way to explain to someone who didn't fully understand analysis um, and the gifts that it gives, you know, because we can go through our experience and what what we've unraveled, but until you really go through it, it's difficult to kind of understand, right? The journey. So, um, absolutely. I like to I like to give the analogy of the vacuum. So we are each a vacuum, and when you imagine a vacuum, it's got this tube, and it sucks up everything. And when you look in the bag, what's in the bag is what it sucked up. Nothing else is in the bag. Your shoe's not in the bag. His teeth aren't in the bag. (laughs) Only what it sucked up is in the bag. And as vacuums, we suck up every single little thing we picked up from the moment we're born, or as you would say, even in utero, the feelings of our carrier, of whoever... Yep, whose ever womb it is. Yep. 
we pick it all up and it maintains in this vacuum. And as we get older, we behave out of only what we have in there. That's great. That's, That's all we have. That's all we have. So you look at people's different personality types and, oh, she always seems so happy and he always, you know, gets nervous. And, you know, you, you can name all the differences in us human beings. If you trace it back, yes. Yes. it all makes sense. Yes, absolutely right. You trace it back and the way in which the child was made to feel about themselves yeah. all along the path of their upbringing. Yes, it sets, <coughs> it sets forth um, a personality and character traits without question. Yep. Yeah. That's great. That's yeah. really great. And, you know, <clears throat> we are born with the soul. And at the time of conception, we're given the seed of God and we come from love. And I'll never forget that Sister Joy told me that story. Uh, one of the nuns, when I was um, at the Senegal, I was an affiliate with the Seneca sisters. And she told a great story where there was a family, they had a two and a half, three-year-old, and she had another baby. And the little toddler always wanted to go in the crib with the infant. Mm -hmm. And they were very, very concerned because the child was really insistent about going in the crib with the baby. And so they, they agreed to, to do that, but they put up the cameras and they listened and they heard the toddler say to, I never told you this, Gretchen. You did. They, um, they heard the toddler say to the uh, newborn, tell me quick about God, I'm starting to forget. And that just gave me the chills at the time. And it's so incredible that, you know, we, we come from God, we are totally pure, and we're a sponge, and we take in all the love, all the goodness, all the, everything good, and everything not so good mm-hmm. of our upbringing, and there's a, a mishmash of both, the dysfunction, the love, the the, the goodness, the caring, you know, the story of the two wolves. And we live out of that. We live out of that. Blindly. Um, all, all of our lives, blindly, blindly. And the purpose of psycho-spirituality, psychoanalytical spirituality, which is what I've given my life to through God's grace, You know, I was always made to feel very bad about myself growing up. And so I kept on going to school and earning all these degrees. But when I really think back, and I spoke about this at the first show we had, that God had given me this gift and tooled me for this work from the time I was a little girl. Um, So that's what makes me good at what I do not all the schooling, 
and not any of the degrees. And God tools us and gifts us with what we need to do the ministry, the work that God made us to do here on the earth plane. God has given each of us work to do and has gifted us what we need to do that work. Um, so just incredible. So um, yeah, there is, there's a lot to say here and um, we can certainly uh, pick this up. You wanna come on with me next week? I'd love to. Would you? Good. You so we'll continue this. We'll continue this next week. But before we begin to end, um, what makes where you are as a parent, we have actually one minute to talk about this. What makes where you are as a parent um, so helpful through analysis and where do you hope to improve? Mm. Sorry to put you on the- It's all right. On the, we, uh, I we, hope to improve really Okay, I'm going to say this in not so many words. So in my upbringing in my house, my um, father was the enemy and my mother was the victim. And I need to work on the subconscious thoughts that go on in my head um, in co-parenting with my husband. Um, get this off my screen here. That would probably be my biggest challenge. That is so powerful because in just saying that you've become aware of that wound. Yeah. You become aware of that wound. That is huge. Yeah. Once we be, you know, all through scripture, um, if someone come be, came before Jesus and needed something, they had to name it. They had to name it and claim it so that God could help them with it. It is only through our awareness that we can journey through into the wound and journey through, through it. And once we get to the other side, we have transformation and resurrection. So let us end tonight with prayer. Gretchen, I can't thank you enough. And I look forward- Oh, it's my to pleasure. Us, to us being together next week. So let us end in prayer. Oh God, our great love. We thank you for living and loving in us and through us. May all that we do flow from our deep connection with you and all beings. Help us to become a better community that shares vulnerable, vulnerably with each other in their burdens so we can carry each other's weight with love and glory. Help us to recognize that we walk this earth with you, you and us, us and you, and us and one another. And knowing that you are hearing us better than we are speaking, we offer these prayers in all the holy names of God. Amen. And God, I ask your blessing upon all those listening and on Gretchen and her family. And I give you great thanks that you always teach us each moment we breathe to learn how to love. Amen. Amen. And God bless. Thank you so much.
and I look forward you. to our Thank time you for together. Having me. Always. We'll do we'll do another another show next week. Thank you everyone for joining us tonight. And again, www.drdrgdau.com. If you want to send me any messages, and we hope that you'll join us next week. Thank you very much for joining us tonight and good night. Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a curious person, always asking questions? Do you desire to be in the know? Then join me, Antonia, host of So Now You Know, Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Listen in as I attempt to satisfy that curiosity. I will be talking with amazing everyday people. Join the fun. So now you know on Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.